0: following is a joint production of Burgundy Blog and Sports Channel 8. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of Burgundy Blogcast... It's Monday, April 2nd. I'm about to give you my 13 favorite picks for the Redskins at number 13 in the upcoming draft. Many of you have asked how exactly I'm ranking individual prospects for the Redskins with their mid first round pick. And of course, there's still almost a month to go before the draft. So I'm sure I'll be reading and watching about many more of these guys over the next coming weeks. And I'll probably change my mind on a few. But I've already learned quite a lot about uh, most of the guys that are projected in consensus mocks to go in the first round. And I've certainly zeroed in on several favorites. I hope this will be a useful exercise because it's going to be completely Redskins centric For example, in my 13 picks here that I'm about to expound on, there's not a quarterback among them because, of course, I think it would be ridiculous for the Redskins to draft any quarterback in the first round, no matter who drops, based on the uh, commitment that they've recently made to Alex Smith for at least the next three years. The positions represented in my top 13 are the ones um, that I think the Redskins should be Uh, not necessarily zeroed in on to the exclusion of all others, but the ones that I I certainly hope they're focusing on. Therefore, to come up with this list, I've kind of mixed or combined talent and expected career productivity with, well, need, because no matter how much I think you focus on BPA or best player available draft philosophy, which I think is important, uh, I think it would be naive to act as if um, specific needs of a given team shouldn't play any role whatsoever in which players ultimately picked. So, without further ado, here come my picks in ascending order of the degree to which I covet them. Number 13 is Josh Jackson, cornerback, Iowa. First of all, cornerback in my. Uh, opinion is a position of some need for the Redskins with Josh Norman getting older and of course with Kendall Fuller having been uh, traded and Bashad Breeland very likely to move on in free agency. I don't think it's panic time at corner, but I think they could absolutely use an infusion of talented youth. Josh Jackson is a very young prospect who's really only had one full season of standout first round type production, but boy, it was exciting. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he had a ton of picks. He is extremely athletic. I think you could potentially nitpick his consistency, but in terms of highlights and wow-type plays and takeaways, Josh Jackson is an outstanding prospect who I think would look good in burgundy and gold. My number 12 favorite prospect for the Redskins is Maurice Hurst, defensive tackle out of Michigan. Everybody knows that defensive line, specifically interior defensive line, for the Redskins with their base 3-4 philosophy, and even though they do spend quite a bit of time in nickel, of course, as does every other team, the Redskins absolutely need to add uh, more talent on the inside to help stop the run and also to push the pocket from the inside in passing situations. Mo Hurst is a little bit smaller tackle. He's under 300 pounds. He's not this hulking, clogging behemoth. He's more of a really fast get-off, attacking-type defensive tackle in the mold of Aaron Donald Hold up, I'm clearly not comparing him to Aaron Donald, who's unbelievable, one of the best defenders in the NFL, but he's, he's that sort of like shape and type of player. Best used, I think, in a scheme where tackles are asked to attack, sort of a one-gap penetrating scheme, and I think that uh, absolutely Tom Sula does ask that often of his tackles. Hurst had this um, potential heart defect red flag at the combine. My best understanding of this thing, although details are not abundant, is that this is probably not a big deal, so I'm not particularly scared off by that. And I do happen to know a thing or two about that type of medicine. My 11th favorite prospect for the Redskins is Harold Landry, edge rusher slash outside linebacker, Boston College. This guy's style is kind of like a Bruce Irvin or a Vic Beasley. I think those are the types. Those those are examples of guys who you hope he would eventually become. Not a huge outside linebacker, but really fast, really fast off the ball. Tremendous edge bender. I think probably the best in this class. I think when you look at outside linebackers that the Redskins have in Kerrigan and Preston Smith, these are good ones. But then behind them... In Ryan Anderson and Pernell McPhee, you've got a bunch of guys who really use power, strength, and and brute force to get to the quarterback when they do, much more so than speed and agility. And I think it's very useful for every team to have at least one of those type of players. And the Redskins just totally lack it right now, with um, Gallette having moved on in particular. I'm not sure I'd consider this an area of screaming need for the team, but I, I think he would potentially, Landry I mean, would play a role for the Redskins That is vacant right now and useful. And I think he has high upside as a pass rusher. And frankly, it's never wrong to pick a badass pass rusher with any draft pick. So if he turned out to be that, he's absolutely not a reach at number 13. Entering my top 10 favorite prospects for the Redskins is Roquan Smith, inside linebacker, Georgia. Excellent player, fast and dynamic inside linebacker. The Redskins, of course, re signed Mason Foster and then to a much bigger deal, Zach Brown. So they've got a nice, tandem in terms of starting linebackers, inside linebackers for their 3-4. But I think Roquan Smith is very likely to eventually develop into a better player than either one of them. Jason Foster is not on some huge commitment type contract. So some succession planning is absolutely reasonable. With eventually Roquan Smith and Zach Brown manning the middle, that is just some crazy range um, for your starting inside linebackers to have in combination. I think Roquan can uh, potentially match up really well in coverage against tight ends, which is something Zach Brown tends to be dinged for, so he'd be a nice pick. My ninth favorite is Denzel Ward, cornerback, Ohio State. Uh, I've already established that I think cornerback would be a a very useful position for the Redskins to draft early. Denzel Ward is a guy who's not really big, but uh, extremely fast and dynamic. Technically sound, and I think just a really, really good traditional cover corner. I became really convinced about Ward when I heard former Redskin and former really, really good corner and also fellow Ohio State alumnus Sean Springs raving about Denzel Ward as a player who essentially was so good that he basically pushed Marshawn Lattimore into the NFL draft. And we all saw how good Lattimore was as a rookie for the Saints. So I do like Denzel Ward at number nine. Number eight is a guy who many fans have tabbed as their absolute number one uh, best case scenario for the Redskins, that's Vita Vea, the enormous 350-pound, six-foot-five defensive tackle slash overall defensive lineman out of Washington. I think it's obvious that such a huge guy and, and, and also such an athletic guy will, will be extremely useful for the Redskins in terms of stopping the run, which is one of their primary, if not their number one overall deficiency as a team. And the thing with Vea is that he's definitely one of these dancing bear types who's not just huge and fat, but also nimble. He will certainly be a good run defender in the NFL. And I think he has the tools to be a good pass rusher in the NFL, which is why many like him as the number one overall defensive lineman in this draft. Personally, in a couple of games I've watched Avea on draft breakdown, I can absolutely see why his ceiling is so sky high. I just worry a little bit that maybe his floor is a little lower than some are assuming. I don't think he's quite the most consistent or technically sound or high motor of the defensive lineman prospects I've ever watched. That's not to say he isn't incredibly strong and plays angry and is a total badass. Listen, I'd love to have this guy. I've got him at number eight. He's just not my number one, because I think there is a chance that he's going to end up more of like, say, a star low to Laley type impact player, which means good, but not like all world. So I do like Vea. He's at number eight. I'd be happy to have him. Number seven is a guy who plays a position of clear need for the Redskins, but a position which many people would argue really shouldn't be messed with in the top half of the first round, especially for the Redskins, considering that they just took a guy who basically plays his position in the top five, actually, a couple of years ago. This player is Quentin Nelson guard Notre Dame of course for the Redskins he would play left guard which is probably going to be vacated by Sean Laveo and Spencer Long having moved on many people think he's one of the top two or three or even the very best player in this entire draft some are describing him as like a generational type inside offensive lineman player I don't think there's any doubt anymore that guards and centers are extremely important in the NFL now almost as important as tackles given how much interior defensive linemen are wreaking havoc and and impacting offenses now I don't profess to be some expert at grading offensive linemen, but if he's anywhere near as good as people are saying, I think you, know, you could pop him in there and basically guarantee having one of the top five offensive lines in football, which everyone would agree would be of great benefit to new quarterback Alex Smith. Now, you've got a ton of money invested in Trent Williams, also in Morgan Moses. Pretty soon you're gonna to have to pay Brandon Sheriff a ton of money. I totally understand the argument that it's gonna be hard to ultimately pay all these guys what they're worth. However, to get four or maybe five years on a rookie deal out of a guard that good, you know, you can absolutely make a good case that it's that it's a wise investment. So I like Quentin Nelson, the guard at number seven, and and he, you know, right here was where we're starting to get into guys who are becoming quite a bit less likely to actually be available at number thirteen. But Crazy things happen in the NFL draft. Obviously, we all know that nobody thought John Allen would be available to the Redskins at number 17 last year or anywhere near that. So, you know, it happened. So here, here, you know, I'm just giving you my rankings, my honest rankings, um, taking out of the picture, you know, who's going to be gone when, because we really just don't know. My sixth favorite prospect for the Redskins is Minka Fitzpatrick, defensive back, Alabama. This guy's pretty close to the total package in terms of DBs. He's probably a safety, and I think he could probably do both. Um... I think he could also, in some instances, play essentially corner and certainly um, nickelback or slot corner. So he can really rove all over the back part of your defense. Um, He comes out of Alabama, which means you can trust him. The beat guys in Tuscaloosa rave about him, not only in terms of his ability on the field, but also his leadership and just A-plus football character. He'd fit in anywhere and everywhere for the Redskins in the defensive backfield. Love to have Minka Fitzpatrick. All right, now entering my top five, the common theme among these guys is that they are just absolute physical freakazoids, which I'm very highly attracted to. Number five is Tremaine Edmonds, inside linebacker slash overall badass linebacker out of Virginia Tech. This is another young and relatively inexperienced and sort of raw, but uh, I think highly moldable prospect with both incredible size and incredible speed. Um, I think he'll be able to do basically everything from the inside linebacker position in terms of defending the run and covering um, backs, tight ends, and even certain slot receivers. If you watch any of his games, and certainly his highlights, he just pops out like crazy on every play. He does things that many offensive skill players simply can't beat. Some have questioned his instincts a little, so you would be taking a little bit of a gamble that they improve. But if you look at many draft profiles on him, it's a real struggle to come up with any sort of comp. Some people think he's almost more like a basketball player. He's just incredibly athletic and agile for his overall size. I think Tremaine Edmonds would be a super exciting defender to have for the Redskins. Number four is a guy, a defensive lineman, who I have above Vita Vea. And this is, I guess, kind of controversial. But I like Deron Payne out of Alabama. To me, I will readily admit that his ceiling probably is not quite as high as Vita Vea's. But I think he's safer. I think his floor is higher. I personally think he's the not just one of the best, but probably the best overall uh, defensive line prospects um, in this draft in terms of stopping the run. And I also think that he showed plenty, especially in the postseason this year, in terms of getting after the passer. I think for the Redskins, he could play easily nose tackle and base, but also pair up really nicely with Allen or Ionidas as more of a third down aggressive rushing type tackle in third down and fourth down situations. Some people think that physically he's not quite as like just unbelievable as uh, Vita Veya. However, this guy is just outrageously strong. I mean, they both are, but Deron Payne carries really, really good weight and he's insanely strong. He squats like 500 plus. He is just outrageously strong for his size and shape. He too supposedly has very high football character. In fact, I think in terms of like motor and attitude, he's potentially a little bit less of a risk than Vitavea. I can't prove it. It's just my overall sense from both watching and reading a ton of stuff about both of them. All right, here comes my top three. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this guy because I feel fairly certain he'll be gone. But Bradley Chubb, the outside linebacker from NC State, I agree with the masses and the general consensus that he's the top outside linebacker prospect and that he probably does deserve to be mentioned in the same breath as Miles Garrett, who was an extremely effective rookie when he was on the field. Love, love, love to have Chubb, but he's probably going in the top five, so that's that. Number two is kind of the same deal. This is a running back who, you know, you can debate whether or not it's wise to take a running back in the top 13 or, or even in the top five, but Saquon Barkley is pretty much the real deal. Um, I'm not going to try and be so contrarian as to say that he's not the best prospect in this class and in several years. Uh, Redskins desperately need a running back. I personally think that the way to milk the value in this draft is to try to get one in the late second or, or third round because you can get a guy that late, I think, in this draft who who normally would be like a fringe first-rounder or, or at least a second-rounder in some drafts. There's some crazy, ridiculous scenario unfolds where Barkley somehow falls to 13. I mean, it would probably take some, like, surprise... Medical red flag, kind of like with John Allen, but uh, he'd be he'd be an amazing steal at number thirteen. So Saquon Barkley, running back, Penn State, and then finally here comes my guy, my number one favorite pick for the Redskins at number thirteen. I've described him as my STP guy, my sprint to podium player, Derwin James, defensive back extraordinaire, Florida State. To me, this guy, frankly, is just basically everything as a defensive back. He's six three, two eleven. He's strong, fast, agile, big jumper, super rangy. He's naturally a safety. And I would say that, yes, he's probably more of like a box safety than a free safety. Uh, that is box slash um, nickel defender. I'd say maybe in coverage, he's he's not going to give you quite quite as much as Minka Fitzpatrick might. But in terms of coming downhill, I think he's vastly superior. And that to me is why I have him ahead of Fitzpatrick. Anywhere you read about him from people that, that know the program, he's described as just an alpha male. He's got this sort of like um, football character that Ryan Anderson had, which I think is why he was drafted so high by the Redskins. He's that leader type guy that all the players are just going to eventually gravitate toward. And he's just an insane physical specimen. When you talk about a player at a position of need, and by the way, yes, although he may be primarily safety, and as much as I like DJ Swearinger, and as high as I think Monte Nicholson's ceiling might be, the question isn't, you know, for the Redskins specifically, where would Derwin James fit? The question is, where would anybody else fit? Derwin James would walk right in here and be the man. I mean, he might not immediately assume the reins of, of leading the defense to the extent that Swearinger did last year. But if you draft this guy, you have to figure out where everyone else is going to fit around him. He's got plays for days. Derwin James, my number one favorite prospect for the Redskins. If he's there at number 13, I don't care who else is there. I want him. I think he's the new face of the defense, along with John Allen. And I, I always hesitate to invoke the name Sean Taylor, so I'm not going to say that he's that type of player, but I think as a pro on a regular basis, he will make that type of amazing play and really lift his whole unit. So that's it. Those are my 13 favorite guys for the Redskins, who as of right now will be picking at number 13. One of those players is is and actually when you consider that three maybe four maybe even five quarterbacks will be ahead of them you know several of those players probably at least five or six of those players will be available to the Redskins at number 13 which means they're going to get a guy that I really like and that the team should be really excited about this is a, a nice comfy position for them to be sitting in in the first round of this draft I highly doubt they'll trade up and I don't really see a need for them to trade up I think the Redskins should sit right there at number 13 and let one of these thoroughbreds fall right to them I'll be talking and tweeting plenty more about the draft over the upcoming weeks. Um, If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review of Burgundy Blogcast on iTunes. I love getting those, even the critical ones, so um, Hayes and I can try and make the Burgundy Blogcast better. Of course, please follow at Burgundy Blog on Twitter and uh, engage me in conversation. If you think some of this is stupid, give me a holler. If you're rude and annoying on Twitter, I may ignore you or even block you, but um, I I love uh, getting um, thoughtful disagreement and engaging in conversation when it's to everyone's benefit. So I think Burgundy Blog on Twitter is a fun place. Come check it out if you don't already. See ya!